You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Good morning, and uh, welcome to Morning Breath. We are excited to get into the Word of God with you today. I'm Pastor Brian, one of the staff pastors here at East Coast Christian Center, and this is a devotion that is meant to jumpstart your day, whether that's morning, evening, afternoon, when you might get this, whether you get it out by podcast, you get it out on the radio, 91.5, locally here, or you get it any other way, YouTube, or I don't know, uh, Spotify or all the ways that you could get this thing. We, uh, we're excited that you would get into the Word of God. It will change your life. And uh, today in the studio with me, I have my wife sitting across the table from me, Emily Moore. Good How morning. are you, ma'am? I'm doing well. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, over here on the board, we have Nick, our uh, studio extraordinaire. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing well. Awesome, man. Thanks for being here. We are excited, like I said, to get in the Word of God. Emily, will you tell them how to do this, how to get on board, where we're at, what are we doing, and what yes, is this all about? where we're at, what we're doing. Well, first of all, I'd like to tell you how you can get connected to Morning Breath. But I'm already connected. Well, how everybody else can oh, get connected. I'm do talking it. to them right now. Do it. You can go to the East Coast app. You can download that on the App Store. Um, or you can see us, visit us on our website at eccc.us for info on church stuff, events. You can find past sermons there and morning breath episodes. We have all kinds of those archived there. Um, you can find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook as well, Instagram, YouTube. We're all over the place. Or you can call... Um, the church office at 321-452-1060, and we can send you an email or snail mail with more information about East Coast and Morning Breath. Yeah, I, we, of course, want you to read the Word with us. We would love for you to engage in the program with us. But you know what we think, or at least I believe, and uh, I think that this is the core, one of the core values here at East Coast, is that you'd be part of a community. We want you to be part of a community of believers. This is This is good. Studying the Word of God is good to do it together, to hear someone else's opinion or someone else's, maybe what God's spoken to them about um, from Scripture. But you know what's more important, I think, than just doing a Bible study um, just side by side with somebody over there somewhere is to actually get in the same room with somebody, worship Jesus together, Amen. get along some people, alongside some people you can do life with. Uh, the local church is healthy, it's vibrant, it's exciting, and we would love to invite you back to church if it's been a little while. Man, come on back. We'd love to have you. I, mm-hmm. I saw someone a week and a half ago, two weeks ago for the very first time, hadn't seen them in like a year and a half, 18 months or so, and it was just good to worship together Amen. again it and is. see someone and go, man, it's good to see you, you know? And uh, I just love the ability to worship together. And so we got services across our community every weekend, whether that's in Vieira or that's in Coco, whether that's in Merritt Island, Florida here, where we're um, broadcasting the show from, either the Parkway Worship Center or the Avenue Worship Center. We have options. We got an online campus. But you know what? Let's get together. Let's do life. Actually, tonight we have a night of worship where we're going to gather all of our campuses together, and we're going to worship Jesus. We're going to do it for about an hour, hour and 15, hour and 30 minutes. We'll see how long it goes. It's going to be awesome. But we want to worship together. We want to just lift the name of Jesus. The Scripture says that as we draw near to Him, He'll draw near to us. And I don't know that there's much better in this season of life than to get together and worship Jesus together. And um, it's exciting. It's fun to do. Families, we got, you know, we have food trucks in advance of the service tonight. Come out at 530. Come have, you know, some food with us from some food trucks. I'm not certain of which ones will be here. Last last month, I think it started to sprinkle a little bit. We had Chick-fil-A on the inside of the building, so you can come in and get some food and hang out. But you know what? Let's get in community. Let's stay in community. I'm a better dad. I'm a better husband. I'm a better friend. I'm a better all the things that I get to be today because I do it together with people. And so let's gather together. Let's do that. Shameless plug. 
That is good stuff. And uh, you know what else is happening? We got youth camp coming up. Do you want to tell them about youth camp? What's youth camp? What youth is that? Youth camp. Oh, my gosh. We've been going for the last 19 years yeah. because we served in youth ministry for so many years and served at the church so many years. It's incredible. It's a time where teenagers can just get away. We go for a Monday through Friday, and the dates are July 7th through the 11th, correct? Nope. 12th no? to the 16th. 12th through the 16th. Yep. And it's going to be an incredible time of just worshiping and getting in the Word together and listening to some incredible teaching by pastors on our staff here. And it's also a blast. They have a water park. They have a fresh spring. They have canoeing. They have, yeah. I mean, just all kinds of fun. Beef stroganoff. They have beef stroganoff. They yeah, have um, all sorts of good special. food like that. Yeah, pretty special. You definitely want your teenager to experience beef stroganoff. <laughs> and uh, all that comes with that at Youth Camp. But camp's an incredible time, too, to get into community. You can get all the details on that from our website, whether that's eccc.us and events, or you can go to our app. There's lots of different ways to get connected to Youth Camp. It's an incredible week for your teenager, and it's incoming 7th graders through graduating seniors in high school. Uh, there'll be about 150, 175. I don't know. It's going to be a big number, plus be. a lot of um, leaders and pastoral staff and such, and it'll be a great week. So get on board with that. Let's get into the Word. We're in 1 Samuel chapter 7 today. We've been walking through 1 Samuel, and uh, there are, I believe, 17 verses in this chapter, and so we're going to break it after verse 9. You're going to read through 9, and I'll pick it up after that. I say unto you, Emily Moore, read, ma'am. Awesome. So we have the... New King James Version here, chapter 7. Then the men of Kirjath-Jerim came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab on the hill and consecrated Eleazar his son to keep the ark of the Lord. So it was that the ark remained in Kirjath-Jerim a long time. It was there 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel saying, If you return to the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the foreign gods and the asterisks from among you and prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So the children of Israel put away the Baals and the asterisks and served the Lord only. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together at Mizpah, drew water, and poured it out before the Lord. And they fasted that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mizpah. Now when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel had gathered together at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. All right, verse 10, New Living Translation. Just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines arrived to attack Israel. But the Lord spoke with a mighty voice of thunder from heaven that day, and the Philistines were thrown into such confusion that the Israelites defeated them. The men of Israel chased them from Mizpah to a place below Bethkar, slaughtering them all along the way. Samuel then took a large stone and placed it between the towns of Mizpah and Jeshana. He named it Ebenezer, which means the stone of help. For he said, up to this point, the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and didn't invade Israel again for some time. And throughout Samuel's lifetime, the Lord's powerful hand was raised against the Philistines. The Israelite, the Israelite villages near Ekron and Gath that the Philistines had captured were restored to Israel, along with the rest of the, test, uh, the, rest of the territory that the Philistines had taken. And there was, place, 
Now, there was peace between Israel and the Amorites in those days. Samah continued as Israel's judge for the rest of his life. Each year he traveled around, setting up his court, first at Bethel, then at Gilgal, then at Mizpah. He judged the people of Israel at each of these places. Then he would return to his home at Ramah, and he would he would hear cases there too. And Samuel built an altar to the Lord at Ramah. Amen. Amen. So pretty, uh, I don't know, there's there's a few things in here that stuck out to me, but I, I want to kick it over to you. Uh, why don't you... Tell us what uh, I don't know what stuck out. What's what's there in the chapter? You're like, wow, that's cool. Um, I guess kind of the a little bit of background was that Israel is, and they kind of cycled through this a good bit um, in their day, back in their day, where they would follow the Lord with all their hearts, and then they would fall back, and then they'd follow the Lord, and then they'd fall back away from the Lord and not follow Him and start worshiping the false gods of the people that were around them. And um, here we have them in a place where they are repenting for following the false gods. And um, I guess what really stuck out stuck out to me is that I've, I've read through 1 Samuel, I don't know how many times, but I didn't remember this exact story when I plopped into 1 Samuel chapter 7, just out of, you know, away from my regular reading plan I was that I was in. I went into 1 Samuel chapter 7, didn't remember this specific story, and when as I was reading through it, and it says in verse 4, So the children of Israel put away the Baals and the Ashtoreths and served the Lord only. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. I knew that they were going to be delivered from the Philistines because I know that God is good, that God is trustworthy. And as many times as I've read through the Word and as many times as I've realized in my own life, that when you surrender your heart to Jesus, that Jesus is there for you, that Jesus is going to bring um, restoration, that Jesus is going to bring deliverance, that Jesus is going to bring um, whatever help that you need at that point, that I just knew what was going to happen. And we can have that same faith these days, you know, and whatever is going on in our lives, that whatever is going to happen, if we're surrendered to the Lord, that he's going to bring deliverance. Yeah, I, I like the idea of when you I mean, he says in verse three, get rid of your foreign gods and your images. And that, that it says, turn your hearts to the Lord. I agree with you. I think the idea that, you know, there, if there's if there's something sitting over there and you know it's sitting over there, it's going to wreak some havoc. Like yeah. if you know you got some mess going on in your life, know that God's good. And that as you repent and you turn from him, he is a, the scripture says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so as you press into God and you say, you know what, I'm going to turn from that stuff. There is a supernatural power of the Spirit of God that moves in the midst of your just, you know, yielding, if you will, surrendering your heart, surrendering your life, yielding again to go, God, I want your best and not settling for these other things. Many times we settle, many times we let things creep back in. As we see here, the Israelites had let some things creep back in. They began to, you know, have some quote unquote foreign gods and some images, quote unquote. I don't know what those look like in your life, but you know what? In my life, there are desires in me that can creep in that if I'm not careful, yeah. if I'm not guarded, you know, there's a there's value in setting up guardrails. There's value in setting up boundaries in your life, not that are just rules and their rigidity and laws, because that could get dangerous too. But actually having some accountable like boundaries that you go, I'm not going there because when I go there, I know I'm gonna get all in there, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm gonna stumble there. And my personality, I know that I could have this addictive, I'm either in or I'm out. Like I could either be all in or all out, but it doesn't happen in just a sneeze. I don't just like sneeze and suddenly I'm like hundred miles an hour doing, you know, four to six hour triathlons or something. Yeah. Right. Like what happens is I just start 
going into a thing, and triathlon is not the devil. It's not, you know, it's not a bad thing. Exercise is a great thing, but it can become excessive or it can become so much that you it becomes an idol or it becomes a bigger deal than other things that are of value in, in my life. And so in my life, the best way that I know to do it is to just shut it off and to turn and go the other way. I've heard Pastor Dan say the same thing about, yeah. you know, different things in his, you know, hobbies in his life or things that became big that that's actually don't even seem that bad. They're not like, you know, this this like horrible image, quote unquote, but they're just good things that are distracting from greater things. And so yeah. we're saying yes to the wrong things and they seep in and before before you know it, you start saying yes to something, it becomes just this this, you know, I don't know, it just becomes too big. Yeah. And I love the I love the picture of when we turn from those things that we've made big in our lives to the biggest of all bigs, the king of kings, the you know, the the God of all creation. I mean, how, how much bigger is there than that? The creator of the yeah. world. We turn to that, which is, you know, we look full into his wonderful face, as uh, as the song says, and the things of earth grow strangely dim. The other things grow so dim compared to the light of his glory and grace. And so I want to move towards that. I want to be in a place where I don't have to fall into a ditch somewhere or, you know, have, you know, 20 years of, you know, outside of the presence of God, which is, you know, what the beginning of this chapter is talking about. They were without the, the ark for a bunch of years. They were without the presence of God, quote yeah. unquote, for so long. And the, the prophets are going, hey, turn, turn, there's a way. Yeah. And there's always a way out, praise God. Yeah, absolutely. I think about something that a lot of people ha- um, have dealt with going through um, just the pandemic and all that. And even now still today, lots of people are dealing with this financial struggles. And um, when you look at the word, it reminded me of um, some some of our best friends early on in their marriage, they were going through some financial hardships. And um, they just weren't sure if they were going to make it. They looked at the, you know, they laid out their budget and they were both, you know, godly people, hard workers, and they yeah. were tithers, you know, according to the word. They were bringing the first 10% of their income um, back to God and then just believing God that there was going to be enough with their 90% was, you know, that it was going to be enough to pay the bills. And one month it was just, it wasn't, it, they looked at it on paper, it wasn't going to be enough. And, um, the wife said to the husband, you know, I, I, I just don't think that we can afford to tithe this month. And he looked at her and he said, we're tithing. Yeah. And they not only had enough that month, they continued to have enough and more than enough month after month after month and continued to tithe. And now I look at them and they're some of the most financially successful people and they don't have prestigious career. You know, these are not attorneys and doctors. They're just hardworking regular American people who have stood on the word of God when things didn't add up and things didn't, things don't always add up there. Even when you come to, I think even especially when you come to a place where it's not adding up, where you get a diagnosis from the doctor and you're just, you're standing there going, God, I don't have another recourse. I need you. When you're looking at the month and there's more month than money and you go, God, I surrender to you. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to bring the first 10% and I'm going to believe you that somehow these bills are going to get paid. You're going to bring it in that God does the impossible. He loves it when we surrender. He loves to see our obedience because he loves to glorify himself in those situations. I can't help but even think of anything that we need. There was a time recently where we had a, we had a marriage night here that we celebrate marriage. Um, We try to do it annually here at East Coast. And it was just a really fun date night, basically. We bring in a speaker who, you know, encourages marriages. We have a big fun after party. And for our marriage night this year, we had advertised a mechanical bull. We had this country theme, and it was going to be really fun outside for the after party. 
And right before we were releasing people to the after party, the after party overseer outside sent word into us that the bowl was broken. And um, I just thought God meets us even in those moments where it doesn't seem like a spiritual thing. But I just said, and I don't think hardly anybody even knew because we just said, well, we're going to believe God. And they said, you may want to consider making an announcement that the bull is broken after we had been advertising it for, you know, weeks in advance. And it's going to be really fun. And um, we just, I remember standing there on the steps right before we got onto the stage thinking, I said, God, I I don't have another recourse here. I need you to make that bull work. And we didn't make any announcement. We just said, God, we need you to make that bull work. And about five minutes after we got out to the after party, the bull was up and running. We were rocking. And I think Nick Clementson here was one of the final finishers, won second place in the bull riding contest. Let's go. Yeah, but just anything, anything that stresses you out, anything that's attacking you, God is there. And He when you surrender to Him and say, God, you've got to come through for me here, He's there. Yeah, I like the the picture that's painted here, like in verse 9. It says, So Samuel took a young lamb and offered it to the Lord as a whole burnt offering. He pleaded with the Lord to help Israel, and the Lord answered him. It says, Just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, it says the Lord spoke in a mighty voice, and the Philistines were thrown in confusion. You know, there's something that is that is actually activated when we do something like there's a natural thing that you're probably supposed to do with the the thing that's grown too big or the thing that's yelling at you over there, whatever that is. You yeah. may not even know the way out quote unquote, but you can do something today. And that might look like sowing a seed. That might like, like there's an offering attached to this. There's actually, Hey, this is how they did it back in the days that they would, they would, they would lob an offering over to God basically. And, and there was a burnt offering. There was a sacrifice, but that act of sacrifice, the act of doing something and not just thinking about it, not just sitting back and going, you know what? It's going to work out. It's going to work out and being patient. Patience is good. And, you know, the question though is, is patience turning into, I'm just pushing it down the road? Because if you aren't doing something actively to surrender, actively to offer something to God, I would challenge you that this actually get into the scripture on a daily basis is one of the best actions you could ever do. Is that you would say, you know what, I'm going to get a word from God today. I'm going to get in the scripture and I'm going to get something from God. I was reminded, you know, outside of reading for this chapter to prepare to to do this radio show, I was reading my devotion just this morning and I was looking at a thing and it's, it's a little marriage devo that I'm doing with a group of guys. And it's talking about getting the spirit of God into your marriage, like that you would actually... Mm -hmm pursue the spirit of God to love better, to serve better, to do different things. And you go, you know what, we have an incredible marriage, but that doesn't mean that we just sit back and do nothing. We just patiently wait on, you know, look, God's going to do this next great thing in our marriage or our family. You know, we have to actively do something. And so the word of God is a great way to do something, you know, but there might be actually a, I I remember one time we were believing for, we were believing for like a car situation. You know, we, we bought tires for somebody else. Like we said, hey, you know what? Let's yeah. sew into somebody else's car. Let's sew into something, you know, different. I don't know what the stumbling block or the hindrance or maybe not even a stumbling thing. It might just be a hindrance and it's that nagging thing you got going on. You know what? Maybe there's a way that you could sew into something. You could plant something into somebody else's life, believing for something. There is a harvest attached to your seed. And I don't know what your seed needs to be today, but your seed could be an offering unto the Lord. It could be a you know, a generosity thing that you do for somebody else, it could be going and serving. You're like, man, I got no time to do anything. My schedule's too busy. You know what? Set some time aside this week to do something for somebody else Amen. outside of your schedule and outside of you. And watch God. He, the scripture says that he who refreshes others will be refreshed. Go and refresh somebody. Go be a blessing to somebody else. Go do something great for somebody and watch what God does. But you know, if you just sit back and go, well, it'll go away eventually. You know what? 
I don't think that it always works by just sitting back and doing nothing. You got to go do something. And that's not because works create something. That's actually because it's an act of obedience to God and an act of surrender. It's an intentional act, not a works thing. You're not going to have to do something all the time to get God to move. That's not how it works. We actually are moving me. I'm not moving God. I'm moving me and my selfish behaviors and my desires out of the way so that Amen. God has room to work. It's not me trying to motivate God because I did this thing. Come on, God, you got to do it now because I did that. It's actually me going, I'm, I'm kind of like laying my life down. I'm doing something in me. I love the verse 13. It says, The Philistines were subdued and didn't invade Israel for some time. And throughout Samuel's lifetime, the Lord's powerful hand was raised against the Philistines. You know, that God is able. If I can encourage you today, God is able. His hand is way strong enough to get you out of whatever mess you feel like you're in today. God wants to do more Amen. than you could ask, think, or imagine in that. I want to lob it back to you. We've got a couple more minutes. What, anything else you want to share? Oh, just kind of in that same vein. I think it's um, it's an incredible picture here where it says, um, Samuel cried in verse 9, Then Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. And um, it says in verse 10, that um, that the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. And I think about all the things that we feel like are creeping up on us, things yeah. that are stressful, things that are even life-threatening, um, things that are, you know, health things, financial things, marital things that are creeping up on us. It feels like the Philistines are drawing near to battle yeah. against us. And here they're, they're about to get smoked. In the natural, they're <laughs> going to get smoked, yeah. not just embarrassed or go through a hard time. They're going to get wiped off the planet here. And it says, but the Lord thundered with a loud thunder upon the Philistines. And I just think, man, what a picture of faith and obedience and surrender. What happens? The enemy lines up against you. And the Lord says, I'm going to thunder with a loud thunder against your enemies. Not today, enemy. Yeah. Amen. He's going to thunder against them. It's incredible. It's supernatural. And in the natural, it can't work out. It shouldn't have worked out. There shouldn't have been breakthrough there, but it was a supernatural thundering. God has ways of deliverance that we can't even see. You can think, oh, well, if I just had a rich friend. Nope. Nope. (laughs) It's not going to be your rich friend that's going to bring your deliverance. The Lord is going to bring your deliverance. We see things in the natural. Sometimes we're like, well, maybe I can get it here or maybe I can figure it out. Out there, or maybe this. No, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look to the Lord. He's going to thunder against your enemies, and He is able. Like we think that your rich friend's going to do something, or your whatever, your doctor's going to get you well. You know what? At the end of the day, if it is through your doctor or through your rich friend, it's still coming from the grace of God. It's still Amen. coming from the goodness of God. Amen. And so, if we're going to give give honor and credit to where actual victory comes from, it is not through that friend or through that relationship. I'm the guy who started out this thing with community. Community is valuable, but you know what? It's God in people that is making us better and helping us to grow and encouraging us and stirring us up. We're going to get to a break. We'll be right back to finish out the show. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us.
Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Mark your calendars for Overlook Ministries' first concert fundraiser on June 25th. The event starts at 6 p.m. with food trucks, tours of their residential treatment house, and a concert that starts at 7, led by East Coast Christian Center's worship pastor, Chris Johnson. Come be a part of saving men's lives and restoring families. Mothers want their sons back, wives are missing their husbands, and children want their daddies home. Find more information and location of the event through Facebook by searching Overlook Ministries or you can go to www.overlookministries.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29 seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. So just in closing, I uh, I want to look at this last line of the chapter. Uh, verse 17, it says, Then he would return to his home at Ramah, and he would hear cases there too. And it says, And Samuel built an altar to the Lord at Ramah. This is like at his hometown. This is like where he would um, do life. It says he built an altar to the Lord. And I, I just would challenge you, maybe encourage you today, you know what, have a place that you could just just worship God Almighty, like that you could, and I'm not saying like local church Sunday morning worship, I'm saying actually a quiet place that you could have private worship, that you could have an altar, quote unquote, a space where you could get that is just quiet, that is still, that you could have moments with God to give him credit for what good is happening. Many times we're so focused on all the nonsense and all the crazy and all the busy and all the stuff screaming at you. But all those voices compared to the voice of God are so weak and so pitiful. But if we'll have a place that we can go to the altar, quote unquote, and actually spend time in the presence of God, 
and just be refreshed there and worship God for who he is and who he has been and who he will continue to be, I think that is the place where we'll get insight, we'll get wisdom. Anything you want to share with that? Yeah, I think with that, it says in verse 12, thus far the Lord has helped us. And I think how incredible is it to be able to look back and like um, like it says in the Psalms, I give thanks at the yeah. remembrance of your holy name, that when we remember what he's done, when we look back and at any point in our lives, we can say, thus far, the Lord has helped me. And next year, we'll be able to look back and say, thus far, the Lord has helped me. There will be never, there will never be a time where we can't say, Thus far, the Lord has helped me. We give thanks at the remembrance of his name and all that he's been to us. He is always good, always will be good. And we just encourage you today to spend some time thanking God for how good he is and has been. Have an incredible day. We'll be back with you soon. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.